0: Everybody, this is Kimberly and this is Katie, and you're listening to a double date with Dateline. Double fun. Let's stay together, loving you, weather, weather. Times are good, good or bad. bad, happy or sad. I always thought it was happy, you're sad. Like, I'm happy, you're sad. Oh,
1: that's cruel.
0: Yeah, I had a much more dysfunctional relationship built up in my mind when I heard that song. You did. Yeah. So this is a uh, Double Date, Blood Relatives from ID Network. And this episode is called Let's Slay Together, which is a play on words. Sure is. Also, there are no vampires. And I would love that.
1: Yeah. It's an okay title name,
0: I guess. It's okay. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Five out of ten? It's implying... They're like a family or like something or like a relationship, which is every episode of Blood Relatives. It's sort of the whole premise of the show.
1: I'm also thinking that slay in the terminology as it's used nowadays was not the terminology when this episode first aired. Slay is fairly newish.
0: Slay queen. I don't know. This is yeah, this is season two. So This was a while ago. Right. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay.
0: So this is season two, episode eight. Yeah. So Brenda Strong starts this episode by saying, they say true luck is a happy family and there's no place better to raise one than Tampa, Florida.
1: That seems wrong. <laughs> that seems incorrect, right? That does not seem right.
0: I feel uneducated about Tampa enough to speak to what I, my thoughts about Tampa are. My thoughts about Tampa are uneducated. But the way Brenda proceeds to talk about Tampa as in it's the best place to raise a family and they have big city culture and small town values.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound like Tampa.
0: Is that Tampa?
1: I don't know. I could be totally right. If you live in Tampa, please let us know. But I didn't I should
0: not... have asked Melissa. She lives in Florida.
1: She would know. I'm sorry, but that sentence did not no. appear to go with Tampa. It seemed like that she was supposed to say that about someplace else.
0: It's almost like she they wrote it for her to be sarcastic, but she didn't get the memo. So she said it earnestly. Yeah.
1: I don't know. And I'm not being snotty. I'm I and I know you're not.
0: No. I just when you think of big city culture, I don't think of Tampa.
1: I don't think either one of us live in places to be real snotty about. You know I I don't know. I don't know any place that you could I guess, have attitude about where you live. Maybe Montreal. Montreal seems nice.
0: New York has big city culture, but it doesn't really have small town values. L.A. maybe has big city culture, does not have small town values.
1: Weird big city culture. No.
0: There's not a lot of places that have both, but apparently Tampa is one of them, and there's no better place to raise a family. Well, let's
1: go with it. Okay. Okay. Continue.
0: Good for you, Florida. And then she says, this one got me too. The area attracts high rollers from around the world. Does it? I'm going to sound so dumb because I'm going to get so many. Actually, Kimberly, it does attract high rollers from around the world.
1: I feel like maybe this is supposed to be about Las Vegas (laughs) because Las Vegas is a place that I've heard that has high rollers. Definitely big city culture, but the pockets of Vegas are very family oriented.
0: Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: So was this supposed to take place somewhere
0: else? Maybe. Is this another swappy situation where it got mixed up? Did
1: her voice sound funny when she said Tampa, Florida, <laughs> like when the voice comes in and it's supposed to be <laughs> when they insert a town in Tampa where big city culture. <laughs> you think it was that? Oh my God. You love my robot voice. I, That's really the only voice that you like. But I'm glad.
0: Wow. Well, I wasn't expecting it. It was quite, quite amusing. No, apologies to Tampa. Seriously. I'm sure you guys are great. But this is like the opposite of Dateline shading a town at the beginning of an episode. She's like going overkill with how wonderful Tampa is. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that about anywhere I've lived, like that. I just would be bragging about it all the time. And anyways. The show thinks Tampa's amazing. We get our creature of the week right away, a centipede with bright red legs. So the color should be red, right? Kind of.
1: Red-legged centipede, color red. Have a few thoughts that the color is multiple colors in this episode. I'm sure you did too.
0: I think it's a pair of
1: colors. Me too. Okay, great. We're good.
0: And we do see champagne being fruit dropping into champagne, like red berries.
1: Blackberries.
0: Oh, I know there were red ones, too.
1: There were, but the fruit being physically dropped were blackberries, boysenberries, like a blackberry.
0: Well, now I don't understand.
1: Well, I felt like that was, I don't know. I was like, I raised an eyebrow. I didn't know why, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) Well, our family are the Dampiers. They are a black family. Is that why it was a blackberry? That's why I
1: raised my eyebrow. And I was like, why are we getting blackberries?
0: This is probably our first family of color. No, we've had one Hispanic family. In blood relatives, it is. So Jeffrey Dampierre is a handsome man with a million dollar smile, wears white with a red tie, but then mostly he's wearing silver gray. So he won the $20 million lotto in not in Florida, in Illinois, then moved to Florida.
1: There are Chicago family transplanted in Tampa.
0: We see him with the giant check. And then we meet his daughter doing an interview. She's like a real person being interviewed on the show, but she is never mentioned in the episode. Not once. Do they even mention that he has children, do they?
1: Well, now I noticed that her heading says, it doesn't say Jeffrey's daughter, it just says daughter. So whose daughter is she?
0: I thought it was his daughter.
1: I think it might not be because it says... Her name, and then Dampierre's, her last name. And then underneath it, it says daughter. So, question mark. Might not be Jeffrey's daughter.
0: Whose daughter is she? We don't know. She may not want us to know. If they want to keep us in the dark about the themes of the show, they're doing a really good job. So, now, Jeffrey, very wealthy now. He has full-time staff, including, we see, a man who would, I guess, best be described as... A butler, manservant, attendant, driver.
1: Personal assistant.
0: Personal assistant. He brings him a clear box with rings in it. It's like clear glass, but with silver accents in this box. And then he opens the box and then Jeffrey picks out some jewelry that he wants to wear. It's very strange. It's very luxurious. It's super posh. But also this man who I'm gonna call Ryan, super cute, is 100% an actor we've seen before on Blood Relatives. I'm 1,000% sure. Oh, So Ryan, who I'm just saying his name is Ryan, I think he might be the one in where they're all in orange and they go on the mud run, but I could be wrong. He's one of those generic, good-looking white guys on this show. So we see the centipede crawling up the house, Jeffrey, we find out, is married to his second wife, Crystal, which took me a second. I know it's not on purpose. I know it's just because they won the lottery. There's lots of Crystals in this episode. There's lots of blings.
1: There is. I thought it was very apropos that her name was Crystal.
0: It's very apropos. So she's all in silver, and he gets down on the ground and puts a silver shoe on her, like Cinderella. And then he puts a giant ring on her finger, which her nails are all painted silver, And then she puts a necklace on, a silver heart necklace. And the daughter, see, this is why I think it was, maybe it was Crystal's daughter. The daughter, the real daughter, says she was sweet and grounded and she kept her job at the insurance agency, even though her new husband won the lottery. So she seems to have her head on straight, Crystal.
1: But then they also made a point to tell us that they met after he won the money.
0: After he won, but they met at a skating rink. They didn't meet on like, who wants to marry a millionaire?
1: Sugarbabies.com.
0: They just met at the skating rink, which I think is super cute. It is cute. So they are deeply in love, a family friend tells us. Then we see the centipede crawling into some fancy white shoes that are Jeffrey's. And that's now my new biggest fear. Also, how did they train the centipede to do that? With treats? Who is the centipede wrangler?
1: Yes. Oh, I bet they put little leaves in there.
0: (laughs) Little leaves in the shoe and then just set up the camera and waited for him to just go in there.
1: They probably have about 45 shots of the centipede crawling into the (laughs) shoe and they pick the best one. You know, the centipede was not cooperating.
0: That took like half a day. I just feel like that time could have been. No, it was an effective shot. It was well worth it, I guess.
1: No, that shot was at 6 a.m. or at 10 o'clock at night, people were either just getting there for the day and already angry or really wanted to go home. You know, that's when that shot was taken. Or maybe when everyone was on lunch.
0: That was the second unit production doing that. That was not the first unit. Second unit. Yep. There we go. We did it. Nailed it. Centipede is strictly second unit. So Jeffrey puts the shoes on, but he doesn't scream like a little girl, which I would have. So I'm guessing the centipede is not real to the family and only real to us. It's one of those kind of situations. You know, Katie shaking her head. I know. I do like to analyze if we are supposed to see this creature. And sometimes it's, you can't tell. And sometimes it's one or the other.
1: And if you're new to blood relatives, there's always a creature and there's always a color.
0: Yeah. So Jeffrey invites Crystal's two younger sisters to move to Florida to basically for him to pay for everything. He's very generous with his money and his new wife's sisters. So Victoria is the younger sister. She's in college. Jeffrey is paying for her school and car and apartment. And there's Terry, who's a good girl also, but she has a big personality, which is what people say about me. No, thank you. So she has earrings that are silver that say 7-Eleven. So, get ready for an adventure, because it took me a long time to figure out why 7-Eleven was everywhere, and then it turned out I was totally wrong.
1: It's everywhere? I've seen it, is it more than twice? Did
0: I miss it? It's about 15 times. Yeah. But it's okay. I did the recap. It's not your job to notice all those things. This is like how I normally am when you recap.
1: But I'm concerned, because 7 is a large part of my life, so I'm just yeah. concerned about it.
0: We're going to discuss the 7-Eleven themes as it goes on, okay? And what it means. What does it all mean? I was wrong, but I really thought I was right. So they are the whole family: the Jeffrey, his wife, and her two sisters are all getting dressed together in fancy red carpet attire in what appears to be the master bedroom slash closet slash dressing room dressing area that like rich people have.
1: I want to go to there.
0: I know you do, but is it normal for the entire family including the in-laws to get dressed together?
1: Well, that's not a wedding. If it was a wedding, I'd say yes.
0: Yeah, no, it's not definitely not a wedding.
1: No, I think they're just enjoying each other's company and I could see how a close-knit family could just all like kind of be putting on the finishing touches and all kind of wind up in this massive area that has a bunch of mirrors and you know, they're just sort of primping and enjoying their luxuries. Yes. That makes sense to me. It didn't strike me as odd. It worked.
0: They start dancing, too, in the dressing area.
1: They needed business. So the director said, hey, can you guys dance or do something? And they're like, sure. And so they're just they're they're trying to show that they're having a good time enjoying their wealth. I get what the idea they're trying to produce, the overall idea. Maybe rich people do And the whole house, though, is white. So my first thought was actually that the color was going to be white, to be honest, until we start seeing the silver. They're all in silvers and pops of red. So I would guess that red and silver are our colors. 100%. Okay. I also did think for a second because of the white shoes, it was white. Yeah, that's true. But I do really like white shoes when men wear white shoes sometimes. I think that's kind of fun. That's all.
0: Okay. And that was... Clothing tips from Katie.
1: No, it wasn't even tips. It was musings. It was just thoughts on life.
0: Musings by Katie.
1: Sometimes white shoes are fun! Exclamation point. (laughs) Done.
0: So the family all walks down the stairs, and they do this a lot where they walk single file (laughs) in a very dramatic way. You notice that? But they're dressed so fancily that it kind of makes sense that they're walking slow motion down a staircase. Yeah,
1: they want to be seen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, it's very dynasty. Drink all of this in. Yeah. And they are the most good looking family I've ever seen on television. It's remarkable.
1: For real. It's insane. Also, at what point do I get to start wearing formal attire at home to just
0: live? I mean, they don't, this is what gets to you. Cause in the second you find out that no one in the family except for Jeffrey knows where they're going. So they're just dressed up for, they don't even know what. Maybe he just told him, get really dressed up.
1: I think that's so
0: fun. Or do they just dress like the, like this every day to watch football?
1: No, I think that he said, get, we're going to get really, we're going somewhere. Yeah. This is it. Because we see them at other points and they're not in formal attire.
0: So the we see an overhead shot of the living room with a piano, a fire. It's very fancy. And it also Blood Relatives loves an overhead shot. Have you noticed that? They really do. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey was generous with the family and we see him handing out envelopes to all of the women and they all scream when they open them. And I thought it was money. Like, obviously. We had an episode where a dad was giving out money to his three daughters. It was just a check. Each one got a check. Yeah. This is not that. He had shocked them by purchasing a storefront, which is our fourth, our third, fourth, fourth big store revolving episode. But in the other three, it was a husband buying the store for his wives. This time he's buying a gourmet popcorn shop. (laughs) Yes, you heard that right. Because it's a big business, gourmet popcorn. And maybe it is. I don't know. I love popcorn.
1: You've got $20 million.
0: Yeah. So it turns out his parents were very poor. They owned a popcorn shop. So it's an homage to them. But it's also cool that he still wants to keep working and investing and stuff, even when he has $20 million.
1: It also seems to be very much about these Chicago roots. Yes. Because Chicago style popcorn is such a big deal. And so he's trying to bring that style of popcorn to Tampa. You know, there's such a thing as Chicago style popcorn, right?
0: No, that's why I'm just nodding silently and not saying anything. Oh, it's the cheese and the caramel mixed together. That's I do not. It's incredible. This mixed popcorn,
1: it is a big deal. It's kind of like Chicago hot dogs. It seemed like he wanted to bring this like slice of who he was and what his roots were to his new rich, fancy life, which I appreciate. It must be so much money to open a gourmet popcorn shop is all I was thinking.
0: I know. Storefront in Tampa where all the high rollers are?
1: On a marina.
0: High rollers in Tampa.
1: But it's on a marina,
0: they said didn't they? Marina Walk or something like that? I don't even know. And it's one of the best places to raise a family. Big city culture. Oh, boy. So the guy, Ryan, I'm calling Ryan, is also their driver. So he gets them in the car. Bill falls out like a dollar or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's lots of money floating around. Usually it's hundos. This time it looked to be a dollar. So Brenda says, who knew Easy Street was about to take a deadly turn? not bad not awful it's okay, medium it's not it's i give it a b so then we're seeing lots of those sepia toned close-up shots blinged out dollar sign a fish yeah there we go which is we i don't know why we saw that fish where whose fish was that is that from another episode tampa bay
1: it's at the bay sleeps with the fishes all fish no tackle
0: there was another episode where the whole thing was fish. Fishing for compliments. Fish was the whole thing. So I think that was stolen. It's like the pig fetuses. It's stolen from another episode. I think so. I think we got to add this to the to the red string board.
1: I think, I know. I know you're right. You're right. I know you're right. But I just, I'm trying to make it work.
0: So the family of which there's four people have a ribbon cutting ceremony in, in front of no one, which I. It cracked me up because usually you have people there, right?
1: Yeah, but I think the biggest part of that ribbon coveting ceremony is going to be the big silver scissors and the red ribbon. So this is, again, just reinforcement of the colors.
0: Exactly. Just reinforcing the colors. There's no press there. No guests.
1: We don't know. We're not seeing behind. We don't know. Maybe.
0: They're not waving at anybody and we see no flash photography going on. They're not. There was no red carpet. Small budget. Even on Arrested Development, they had people there. So they have this ribbon-cutting ceremony with the family, but also there's another member, Nathaniel, who is younger sister Victoria's boyfriend, whom Jeffrey has invited. And so Jeffrey has his wife, Crystal, cut the red ribbon, and they all go inside, and it's all decorated with silver balloons and pops of red. And they pop poppers that have, like, silver... Yeah. I don't know what the words are. Ribbons come out of them. That's not the right word. Confetti. But they're not like little pieces. Streamers. Streamers. Thank you. So we have the flavors and accents of Chicago, including Italian beef on the popcorn. Is that what that person was saying? They did. I think
1: they meant that they were bringing in Italian meats. So, like, I think that it was a gourmet popcorn shop that had gourmet popcorn probably from specific brands and probably there was a home brand that the store made. And then also a popcorn shop that's just a popcorn shop is probably no. I I mean, unless it's a teeny tiny store, I can see that being difficult. There's a reason why kettle corn and things like that are generally stalls or kiosks. Like they're small, right? My guess is that they sold like summer sausages. So those are the self-contained sausages in blocks and things like that. They probably sold like, you know, The kind of stuff that when you go to BevMo, if you're not buying alcohol for people that know what a BevMo is, there's this section that has like cured meats and like cheese and olives. It's just a few other like charcuterie foods that you'd get with like a savory popcorn. So if you're getting like a Tabasco flavored popcorn, you're also getting these meats and stuff that go with it. So when you're serving it at a party, that's what it looks like.
0: I've heard of bacon flavored popcorn. So, I don't know if Italian beef popcorn is too wacky, though.
1: I'm thinking that Italian beef is not a popcorn flavor. It's something else. It's a beef, it's an actual sausage, but maybe it's a popcorn.
0: Ryan the butler is working the popcorn machine because he works every job. He never sleeps. He works 27 hours a day. It's insane. It's
1: very interesting.
0: So, he's like, he knows how to drive, he knows the jewelry. He waits on them. He drives them. He also works the popcorn machine and maybe runs the popcorn shop.
1: But I need to talk about the popcorn shop and the fact that it does. It's literally just bowls of popcorn.
0: Well, for the opening, that is just, again, the five of them. It is just bowls of different kinds of popcorn.
1: This can't be the opening because this is a massive store. With like a one long table set up with bowls of popcorn. And then there's like maybe a popcorn maker, one popcorn maker over on one side and then a punch bowl.
0: I mean, there would be either some sort of barrels where you'd like dig or the person behind the counter would dig out or maybe shelves and shelves of pre-bagged different kinds of popcorn or like at a candy shop with the where you have little you know, you scoop out. So, but there's none of that. It's just the table. So maybe it was not the really opening, although those fancy invitations he gave them in those envelopes said opening. They're in formal attire. It was a g- opening, Katie. It was a grand opening. Yeah. So everyone is involved in the popcorn shop. Crystal, not really. She works in insurance. She's proud of him for working, even though he won the lottery, Victoria is a part-time employee. The centipede also works there, getting minimum wage, though, because they don't have a union yet, the centipedes. The popcorn
1: shop has bugs also.
0: He is crawling over the popcorn with the red paper in it. So maybe that's another flavor.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm crazy. This place, this iPopGourmetPopcorn.com has, like, Bacon cheeseburger gourmet popcorn, bacon ranch gourmet popcorn, barbecue gourmet popcorn, buffalo blue cheese gourmet popcorn. And it's all popcorn. It's not actual food. It's popcorn. I think I was wrong about the sausages. Excuse me.
0: That's okay. Would
1: you like to try some of this popcorn? This gourmet popcorn?
0: I love popcorn, but I'm more of a traditionalist. I
1: feel like this would be a really fun gift for you. Forget I said anything.
0: I'm more of a traditionalist. Like I've tried that dill pickle popcorn from Trader Joe's and I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I really just like salt and butter. So or olive oil and salt. So, but could it be that there's a centipede flavored popcorn and it comes with live centipedes on top of it and that's why the centipede was there.
1: Absolutely not. He's invisible, so he's just there to show that we're continuing with blood relatives. Just don't forget where you are. You're in a blood relatives episode.
0: Don't forget what show you're It's for all the it's for all the parents that are harried running around with their, their kids doing laundry. What show am I? Oh, I'm still watching Blood Relatives. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, Centipede, got it. Oh, this must be Blood Relatives. Yeah, got it.
0: So Terry does not seem very interested in the popcorn shop. She rudely steps outside to smoke. When you are one fifths of a grand opening party, you should not step away disinterested because that is one fifth of the party going away. That's rude.
1: She seems more than disinterested. She seems disgruntled.
0: Yeah, she does. Like maybe she wasn't offered a job there or she wanted to invest. I don't know. She I don't know what her deal is. So Terry has issues. She has a big personality and 7-Eleven earrings. So she says she doesn't need the job. So she's not going to get a job there. Even though Brenda Strong points out Jeffrey is literally funding her lifestyle. So yeah, that tells you all you need to know about Terry. So Terry is so bitter about something. We don't know. That she takes those silver scissors. Oh, boy. Cuts off a silver balloon outside and it goes up to the sky where it will eventually land in the ocean and kill a sea turtle. So thanks for that blood relatives.
1: It was very dramatic.
0: It was like snip. This will show him. I'm going to cut off one of these dozen balloons that are floating here and just the one will be gone. Kimberly. That'll show my brother-in-law who is paying for my entire lifestyle.
1: I'm disappointed with you. We've been doing Blood Relatives for a long time. What is she actually doing?
0: I don't know. Snip.
1: She's cutting ties with the family.
0: But she only cut one tie out of the whole...
1: Right. She's cutting herself. She cut herself free.
0: Her... They are the bunch. Correct. She is separating herself from the bunch. Correct. Interesting. We'll see how that theory plays out in the rest of the episode.
1: She is severing ties.
0: So... Then we see the family. They're sitting outside at their house and they're playing silver, shiny cards, the cards that Katie would own. They're very glittery, silver, glittery playing cards.
1: Yeah, I liked those cards.
0: Yeah, I thought you might. So th- I do want to point out and give a compliment. Jeffrey, the actor, has great facial expressions in his reenactment. He does not really get lines, really almost none of them get lines, Brenda's doing most of the talking, but you, like, feel what he's saying. Like, he's j- joking around and playing cards and, like, swinging people around. Like, I felt it. He was life of the party.
1: I think you might have been mesmerized by his unbelievably attractive smile.
0: <laughs> he has a million dollars. It's a $20 million smile. What could you say?
1: It really is. Yeah.
0: But I felt like he was really giving it his all. He wasn't phoning it in.
1: No, not a bit. He was great.
0: So then it turns out that there are little an issue in the marriage, which is that Crystal feels that too many people are asking her husband for money. And he is way too generous with his whole extended family. He has a bunch of brothers and sisters that we'd never see or hear from, but apparently he's giving them money, too. And he's giving her two sisters money,
1: which is how you do it, by the way, if you win the lottery. I've been over this and over this.
0: You've been over this with me, that we each owe each other a million dollars. No. My thought... A boat.
1: Well, yeah. But my thought is you give everyone the exact same amount. Come up with an amount. All extended family gets exactly the same amount. Immediate family gets another amount. And then friends, you have to make that decision. But you're just going to make it so that there's no question. It's like depending on how much you win, there's a percentage down.
0: What about certain people need it more than other people? Then that can be made on an
1: individual case, but it, to just make it fair.
0: But that negates your whole system.
1: But just to make it, well, who would, what do you mean? Oh, like a family member that really, really needs
0: it. Yeah, like let's say, let's, this is the Mary from Sister Wives thing. Mary, one child. Janelle, 17 children. Not really, but close to it. They both got the same house. In fact, Mary's insisted on having a little bit bigger of a house. With more renovations, a wet bar, six bedrooms. Again, one child who was going off to college.
1: I'm sorry, the percentage is also based on the number of children that people have. Okay. So. You didn't say that. That would make sense to me, that it's based on that. But then also, it's well known that this money is going out. So that way, it can be... It's either that or you never tell anyone you won the lottery. So you've got two choices here.
0: Right. I would say don't tell anyone you won the lottery because I saw it could happen to you. And Nicolas Cage went through a lot in that movie.
1: But the other way that you do it is then you send a mass email so that everyone knows. And it's this and this is the amount. And if you want to donate a portion of your amount to a family member that think needs it more, there you go.
0: Oh, that's nice. No one's going to do that, though.
1: No one will do it. But you put the option in someone's hands.
0: Yeah, that's nice. It's an idea. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what's the safest way for you to go about this so that you don't get murdered.
1: Don't tell anyone.
0: I kind of think it's the, yeah, I think it's don't tell anyone. I think it's the opposite of my life insurance plan, which is tell everyone if they are or not a beneficiary and if you've changed it. And then they will know if they have a reason to kill you or not. This is kind of the opposite.
1: And then if you really want to give some to your friends you find a way with your massive amount of money to do it anonymously. Like I would buy several people's mortgage out and just do it anonymously and never tell them.
0: Right, because a boat is kind of hard to hide. Everyone be like, why did Kimberly suddenly get a boat? The podcast isn't that great. I've heard it. How is she affording that boat? And then they'd be like, Katie must have won the lottery. Right. Let's go murder Katie.
1: Exactly. Or Kimberly won the lottery. Let's murder both of them. And take all their money.
0: And we'll figure it out later. Exactly. Yeah.
1: We'd have to be very... You'd have to keep your boat a secret, too. I'm sorry. The boat would also have to be kept a secret. Yeah, I
0: know. Kept under wraps at a dock under a different name. Under a pseudonym. And you'd have to wear a wig.
1: Again, with the wigs. Yeah. We're back to wigs and hats. Mm -hmm. So there you go.
0: So at this card partying... Card party? Whatever it is. Sure. Game night. The butler, Ryan, he's pouring shots. Because he's also a bartender. So there's that. So when they said staff, they mean Ryan. Yeah, they said he had full staff. He has Ryan. But Ryan's enough, you guys. Ryan's super cute. So Crystal calls out Jeffrey on his favoritism to Victoria. He apparently has a special relationship with his sister-in-law, Victoria. The youngest. He gives her gifts of clothing and jewelry. and. Then we see them playing darts and then we see Jeffrey just handing out hundreds to the family, just like for no reason. It's
1: the best party. It's the best party.
0: Instead of party favors, you just get stacks on stacks on stacks.
1: This is great.
0: So Crystal tells him, you need to stop supporting my sisters. And then the three sisters do this amazing acting that I've never seen on Blood Relatives. They're fighting. But whilst moving in a circle, almost like a witch's coven, like around a cauldron. Yeah. Like double, double toil and troubling. It's very well choreographed choreography. And the acting and the miming the words or saying words that we're never going to hear because Brenda Strong is still talking and the walking in a circle. It's very compelling. We only hear one of them go, So you think this is funny? And that was it. Yeah. That was the one line we've heard.
1: I think it's Crystal. I think it's the actress playing Crystal.
0: You think this is funny? It was good. Was her delivery so good? They were like, you know what? Cut Brenda's draw. We're putting that line in.
1: Yes. That's exactly what happened.
0: This girl is getting tapped heart lead for that line. Well worth it. Oh, yeah. So one day, Jeffrey doesn't show up for a date with his wife. And we meet a neighbor of Jeffrey's. The neighbor seems very nice. He's doing his interview on Blood relatives. He found an abandoned car. We learn that the Dampiers, the Dampier, Dampier. I want to say Dampiers.
1: I know you do. I know.
0: I really do. I want to make it fancy. The Dampiers strike the unluckiest number of all, nine one one. Oh, good line, Brenda. So then, come back from commercial. We see a double rainbow, which is not nice when we just are. Figured out there's a murder. Interesting. Somebody's dead. Double rainbow.
1: Are we supposed to think there's two people involved? Interesting.
0: But you would not
1: give killers rainbows. This is blood relatives, Kimberly. I don't know really what to
0: say. It's kind of twisted. I would think a rainbow would be like someone's gone over, like when a pet dies, it goes over the rainbow bridge.
1: Oh, like two people have passed. Okay. All right. right. Yeah, good point.
0: So... We see close-ups of the street signs. Did you see where the car was found?
1: I did. This is the one, this is the other one I saw.
0: At the corner of 7th and 11th. Right. 711.
1: 7th Street, 11th Avenue. Yes. This is also where the neighborhood the car is found in their neighborhood, correct? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of a street. It's not like an abandoned area. This is like in a populous the neighborhood.
0: One of many ways this is the worst thought out killings ever.
1: It's not great. Okay. Sorry. Press on.
0: I'm embarrassed to say that I have bought dinner at 7-Eleven because I didn't want to stress about cooking. And I don't even mean those sweaty hot dogs that have been there for a month.
1: I've bought sushi.
0: (laughs) She says proudly. True story. Multiple times. (laughs) Uh, It's not good. I have not done this in a long time, not since HelloFresh, which has made me less scared and less overwhelmed by the prospect of cooking. HelloFresh doesn't take that much longer than going to 7-Eleven. HelloFresh has dinners that take only 30 minutes, and they also have ones that take only 15 to 20 minutes. They also have meals that are designated as easy prep and easy cleanup, and I like easy. I'm an easy gal. Mm -hmm. I've been obsessed with Mexican takeout lately. So HelloFresh's one pan cheesy black bean tacos were amazing. Only one pan, Mm -hmm. which is amazing because I only know where one of my pans is right now.
1: Quick and easy cleanup.
0: Exactly. The meal was so much better than the takeout because I made it myself and it was so much cheaper. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than... shopping at a grocery store, and over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Parents are especially busy right now with kids going back to school, and they have HelloFresh family-friendly meals, which are perfect for falling into the school year.
1: Yes. They even
0: have breakfasts and lunches, too, and desserts, so your whole day is covered. You don't have to do anything but just, like, cook and eat. Great. Great. Save money, save time shopping and meal planning and spending time dancing around a walk-in closet with your in-laws with HelloFresh. Yes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dateline14 and use code Dateline14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Dateline14 use code Dateline14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Ring, ring. Hello? Fresh, fresh, fresh. America's number one meal kit. Hello, Fresh. Thanks, Hello, Fresh. Thank you, Hello, Fresh. We think you're fresh Katie.
1: Oh, yeah. You're the freshest.
0: Your skin looks like 20 million bucks. Did you win the genetic lottery? Hey,
1: maybe. <laughs> I've just used apostrophe, and I have for a long time. I love them. They have saved my skin from day one. Today, now, it's been an incredible skin journey. Look, we've all had struggles with our skin, and that's why we're so excited to tell you about Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. All you have to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you snap a few selfies, and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne, but they can also help you with your other skincare goals, like reducing redness if you have wrinkles or dark spots. Don't get upset.
0: How dare you! <laughs> We
1: all have them. Apostrophe is here to help. When I first joined Apostrophe, my skincare goals definitely revolved around my adult onset cystic acne. And I was so pleased with the results that my dermatologist was able to find through using an oral medication. But now my skincare goals have shifted slightly. I want help with my acne, but I also need help with my skin texture, because my acne was so bad for so long. So now I'm using topical medications that really have helped improve it over time. And I really trust my dermatologist that I'm using through Apostrophe. They really understand my skin. Right now, you can have beautiful skin, just like me, just like Kimberly, with our special deal from Apostrophe. This is a special deal only for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash date dateline. Use our code date dateline when you sign up. And this code is available only to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline. Click begin visit, and then use our code date dateline at sign up, and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Amazing. I know! That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash date dateline and use that code date DATELINE to get your dermatologist-crafted treatment plan for $5. Thank you so much, Apostrophe, for putting a period at the end of my skin troubles. Yay! Thank you, Apostrophe. Thank you, Apostrophe.
0: So the neighbors find a body in the car. Now, we do see the centipede. Crawling on the bumper of the car. (laughs) Because this centipede defies gravity. It goes straight up walls, sideways. Centipedes are apparently amazing creatures. They did not deserve that horror movie that was inspired by them. I guess. I think they have stickies. Do they have stickies? Did you notice what the license plate was? Was it a 7-Eleven? It it says 7 and 11. Oh, okay. And then we see a close-up of a bloody dollar sign, blinged out... Dollar sign thing hanging from the rearview mirror with like Swarovski crystals on it.
1: Under no circumstances is a lottery winner <laughs> hanging that from their <laughs> mirror to say, Hey, I've got loads of cash. Come on over.
0: I honestly might disagree with you because I feel like I've seen like rappers on cribs and Pimp My Ride have those in their rearview mirrors. And isn't that what Nouveau Riche people do? Maybe. Okay. I could be wrong.
1: Jeffrey is in his classy white shoes. I just didn't, I don't see that from Jeffrey, but I I could be wrong.
0: So the neighbors call 911 on the flip phone because this is early, I guess. The victim has been shot in the head and his hands are bound. And we see a lot of tech people, forensic people, wiping up swipes of blood with Q-tips, which is that how they do it? It seems like the fibers of the Q-tips would not be good for the, blo- I don't know, forensics, call me.
1: I think they're soaking it into the Q-tip.
0: No, he was like swiping it, like getting a sample of it. But again, I don't feel like a forensic person like Yolanda McClary who liked one of my tweets. Oh my God.
1: Are you name dropping?
0: Today, it was very exciting. Well, it was one of our tweets. I don't tweet. Well, it was our podcast tweet. I don't think one of them consulted on blood relatives. I don't think they had a forensic, on set person, so they could be have been doing it wrong. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: Definitely. Also, he's in the back seat. That's kind of important.
0: He's in the back seat.
1: Yeah, with his hands bound.
0: So then we see evidence cards. You know the like, the little stands.
1: Sure. The little the placards that come. to like, eight, one, two, three.
0: Did you notice what numbers those were?
1: Oh, there we go. They were 7-Eleven, weren't they?
0: There was a 7 and there was an 11. They find a gun nearby on the ground, not that far from the car. They said in the woods. On the edge of the road, like towards the woods. What woods? What woods also? What woods? In Tampa? In a neighborhood? There's woods? I don't know. Okay. So the whole thing is very poorly planned. The victim's wallet is gone. It's nighttime. The centipede is still crawling on that bumper, but they obviously can see the 7 and 11 license plate. They run it. The victim is Jeffrey Dampierre. And then so many shots of that dollar sign. Like I would say from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode, that rear view mirror, at least 30 shots of that.
1: It's every time we close out to commercial at minimum.
0: And sometimes just randomly thrown in there. They find a 7 Eleven earring in the car.
1: Yeah, there we go.
0: Oh boy. Terry.
1: So we know who that is.
0: Little Miss Attitude.
1: Middle sister, Terry.
0: Now, Brenda says just the type of pot boiler that sends Tampa tongues a wagon.
1: Brenda? Yeah, I got that one.
0: What? Brenda, when did you start talking like this? She's in Florida, so Dennis? She's t- t- doing a Dennisism. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard her say tongue's a wagon. Tongue's a wagon.
1: Like she's in a Western. But then also we don't see a wagon and we don't see a pot boiling.
0: Great point. Yeah.
1: Two missed opportunities. That's all I'm saying.
0: hmm Then we start to see close-up shots of dominoes, but they're not just regular dominoes. Instead of the little white drawn on little circles, they're little crystals as the dots. And the wife is crystal. Is wife the killer?
1: Oh, there we go. Is this the first time we see dominoes?
0: I mean, they have. Yeah, for sure. But we've seen. So now we've seen the. And so we later will find out the dominoes belong to one of the detectives in the interrogation room, because for some reason, detectives on this show like to a whittle, b play dominoes.
1: No, they like to have stuff with their hands. They like to have objects.
0: They like to do the business have business. But there was a second thing that we saw r- more recently that was like Whitlin, a Whitlin, as Brenda would say.
1: No, I'm forgetting it. Oh, what was he doing? I want to say he was playing a lute, but he wasn't. It wasn't something. It was What was he doing? It was like something like that. Strange like that. It was something eating an apple, I remember. Oh, I'm forgetting it right now, but I know what you're talking about. But The dominoes were interesting because what I don't understand is why we don't have the dominoes introduced when they're playing the cards. It would have been really easy for some people to be playing dominoes and some people to be playing cards or just not have the cards at all.
0: Yeah, well, the cards were silver. The prop person found those silver cards and was determined to use them. Okay, so were the
1: dominoes. They had silver crystals in them.
0: I mean, we didn't have anyone else whittling. In the whittling episode. That was just the detective's thing. Right.
1: But this would have been a very easy tie-in.
0: Yeah. you're No, you're right.
1: I guess that's what I'm saying. We had a game night.
0: So we see the centipede crawling vertically up the house number in front of the house. Is the house number 711? The house number is 7117. Okay. So then we actually meet the real Crystal. She is in our interview. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So she says that the police came to the door to tell her. Now, in the reenactment, right away, the actress does not seem sad. She kind of seems mad or annoyed. Not at all. She has a little bit of a Terry energy at the grand opening. Irritable. Yeah, irritable. And the butler Ryan is waiting on her. The police think she's acting odd. So the, that reenactment was not just the actress doing a bad acting job. She was acting the way she was supposed to be acting because the police thought she was acting. Odd. The real Crystal that we see in interviews is crying and has plenty of emotion.
1: Is definitely tearing up right from the jump.
0: So she says that Jeffrey didn't show up to their date. She called the popcorn shop. She said, "Did he leave with someone? Where was he going?" She seems very suspicious. Kind of like she thinks he's fooling around a little bit, like or he has some shady business. She doesn't know. Yes. So right, wouldn't you say?
1: Like he was fooling around.
0: Yeah. So police have found Terry. Sister-in-law Terry, near the site of the murder, walking in the middle of the road, very disheveled. And they don't know who she is at first. They just pull her over because she's walking in the middle of the road, looking disheveled. And she says, my boyfriend dropped me off in the middle of the road and left me there. And they're like, why didn't you flag us down? You see all the sirens half a block away because you're like half a block from the murder. You didn't get very far. They're very suspicious of her. So they pull her into interrogation and that's when we see the detective. And
1: she's trying to flag down a civilian. She's trying to flag down a car that's specifically not a police car.
0: So Terry is interrogation and the detective put down domino pieces. And she tells them she was visiting with Victoria when Jeffrey showed up and Victoria's boyfriend, Nathaniel, pulled a gun on all of them. And she's shocked. So she's immediately throwing Nathaniel under the bus.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But Victoria, too. She's making it seem kind of like Victoria was in on it. And so they made them go to the car. And the plan was to go to the popcorn shop to get the money from the safe. And she says Nathaniel was the mastermind. And Victoria shot Jeffrey in the car. And she was a victim in all of it. She had nothing to do with it. She just happened to be there. And then we see a family photo Mm. of them all, and they're dressed in gray and blue. Pops of bright blue. I know.
1: Why did... Are they just messing with us? We have to let that go. I'm assuming that the pop was supposed to be blue for the episode, but then when they had the centipede with the red legs, they're like, oh, let's make it red.
0: Couldn't they have just corrected that in Photoshop? They don't have that kind of money.
1: I have to pretend like I didn't see it.
0: I I wish I could, but I can't. Unsee it. It's... Deep in me now. So that's terrible. We learn from Brenda that coming up a shocking twist that will haunt the Dampierre family for generations. We won't really know until we meet the grandkids. So, but I guess we can assume. So the police issue a statewide APB for Vicky and her boyfriend. A taxi driver calls in to say he drove them and because of his tip, they're found and brought in. Is he get any money for that? I don't think so. It wasn't a reward situation. Just an APB. But good for that taxi driver. Maybe.
1: He gets good karma.
0: Yeah, that's true. And you know what we learned on Wednesday?
1: And as we know, karma drives a big
0: bus. <laughs> karma drives a big bus.
1: And it's got everybody's address.
0: And she's got everybody's address. Don't
1: you forget so, it. So
0: Victoria says she doesn't know anything about a murder, as the detective officer p- keeps playing with the dominoes. They go over to Nathaniel in a different interrogation room and he's like, oh yeah, I totally know about a murder, but I'm great. I don't even love Victoria that much. It was all her doing. I just happened to be there. Wow. She stands strong and it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And her boyfriend right away is like, yeah, it was her. So what? Uh, totally. I was going to dump her anyways. What you? The worst. What a D-bag. So,
1: wow. he says,
0: I mean, he's probably a murderer, but he's also a D-bag for doing that. So, yeah, he says, I was at the scene, but the murder was all Vicky. And the cop dramatically slides the domino over, like in a movie, if you write a piece of, you write a number on a piece of paper, like I'm going to make you an offer, and then you slide the piece of paper over. That's how the detective slid this domino over. It was really... I don't know what it was supposed to mean, but I liked it.
1: What number was on the domino?
0: Was it a 7 or an 11? I didn't, I don't know. I actually did not catch that. It had to have been.
1: Why? Why do we have the dominoes? Why do we have the domino?
0: Blood relatives. I'm sorry. I'm going to
1: just jump to the heart of the matter right now. Yeah. Is there a point when Brenda says, and then that's when the dominoes started to fall?
0: No. Was there a point where she started singing the Jesse J song? Domino. No, there was not.
1: I'm infuriated by this show. Is there a little doggie named Domino that runs in and they're like, no, Domino, get
0: back. Do the police order Domino's pizza? No, they do not.
1: So at this point, I'm going to clip my own balloon from Blood Relatives. <laughs> I'm ties.
0: You are, as the housewives say, disengaging because it's too upsetting to be part of. Yeah, why, Brenda, did you have to add that... St- Dead pig, so that you can have that line about the pig. But then you have dominoes and no domino line.
1: No dominoes falling?
0: Nothing. Yeah, and they didn't even take up the time to do a super dramatic shot with all the dominoes lined up and then a hand knocking them over. All the way down. But they can't afford that. That takes a lot of time on set. You have to have a talented intern do that. And then some grip is going to walk by and trip over them and knock them all down. And then you have to start all over.
1: Kimberly, they had 55 shots with the centipede in the white shoe.
0: That is true. No, that's true.
1: Okay. I'm just... It's fine. Let's just move on. I have... We just have to press on. I
0: I wish I hadn't learned that. That I wish I could forget. That we didn't have a domino line in there.
1: Sorry. because I was waiting for it. I was like, well, we're going to get the domino line. Obviously, that's why we have these stupid dominoes out of nowhere. Keep going. I'm fine.
0: So... They go back to Victoria. She says, oh, that murder. Oh, oh boy. he told you about the murder? Oh, that was the murder you were asking me about. Yeah, so Nathaniel and Terry, my boyfriend and my sister, they had teamed up, even though we've barely seen them in scenes together, but they teamed up to plan a murder. Of They were going to rob Jeffrey of the money in the popcorn safe.
1: okay why the biggest issue is why the biggest issue is why
0: because they're getting money from Jeffrey on the reg we just saw it at that party
1: how much money's in the popcorn safe
0: well that's another point is one of the interviewees is like that is popcorn money that's the business funds how much does a popcorn gourmet popcorn shop have in its safe at any one time a few thousand dollars
1: 3 grand Three grand.
0: Like, not that much compared to the. It's not like it was Jeffrey's personal safe where he kept his $2 million in cash, which is at the bank, obviously. Which is obviously at the bank. Yeah, I don't understand. This is that's why I'm saying this is the worst thought out plan ever. Plus, they are getting money from him all the time. He is funding their lifestyles, he is paying for Terry to do whatever she wants. He is paying for Victoria to go to college. He gave her a car. He paid for her apartment. He, She's giving that money to Nathaniel. So drugs. drugs. It, has, it has to be
1: drugs. You're welcome.
0: No, it has to be. Katie's theory has to be right this time because it's the only thing that makes sense.
1: It doesn't make sense. It's my go-to when things don't make sense because generally something is weird and it's, it's drugs. drugs. I'm furious.
0: Yeah. So Victoria says... It was them. It was my sister and my boyfriend. And I went along with the plan. I didn't really want to, but I did. I lured Jeffrey to the apartment where Terry pulled a knife on him. So now Terry is actively involved. She has a knife to his throat and Nathaniel pulls a gun.
1: Because you need both.
0: Right. Jeffrey could just take them down with his million dollar smile. So they take the money out of his pocket And it's seven grand in his pocket, which is probably more than he has in the safe at the popcorn shop. Is that the seven? No, that's not where the seven came from. But good guess.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: But still, that's more than what's in the safe. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So they put Jeffrey in the car. Terry holds the knife on him in the back seat. Nathaniel is driving and Vicky's in the passenger seat. And all of a sudden, Nathaniel realizes he isn't getting the payday he thought from the popcorn safe money, question mark. Drugs, <laughs> Katie's mouth Drugs. So he decides he has to turn to murder. This is the stupidest plan. You were gonna have to kill him from the beginning because he knows who you are and you're not wearing masks. Unless you were gonna run away on the popcorn safe money and flee forever on the money that was in the popcorn safe, you were always going to have to kill him. And again, why? He's giving you money all the time.
1: Well, they thought that that was going to end because of Crystal. Then kill Crystal! Like, putting her foot down. I really don't understand why.
0: And why are they driving and all of a sudden Nathaniel's like, oh, this plan was dumb. I'm going to have to kill him now. But why? You're not getting anything from killing him. You're not in the will because you're going to get more from killing him than you're getting from just robbing him. No, because he saw your faces.
1: So do you feel like a piece of this puzzle is not like there's more to this story?
0: So dumb that it's drugs or there's something that we're missing. It has to be.
1: OK, a couple of somethings that we're missing. It
0: Doesn't make any sense. I, I'm so confused.
1: I think they must have intended to kill him from the beginning.
0: They would have had to.
1: I think Nathaniel did.
0: Maybe he didn't tell them.
1: I don't know if the other two. Correct. I think he knew they were going to.
0: That's that could be. So because at this point, this is Vicky telling the story.
1: Right. This is Victoria. Mm -hmm.
0: So maybe she thinks that he just changed his mind in the car. I don't know. So Nathaniel is screaming, Vicky, Vicky, shoot him. And so she kind of panics and she shoots him in the backseat and kills him. And then the three of them run off and they leave the knife and the gun on the ground near the crime scene. Were they wearing gloves? Did they wipe them off? These are all logical questions. Blood relatives would have us believe no.
1: They literally leave the car and run away from the car.
0: And then drop the weapons near the crime scene. I don't understand. They weren't wearing gloves, and they didn't wipe them off. I don't understand. I don't understand.
1: Okay. I had one thought. I think that why Nathaniel changed his mind in the car is because they did say that Jeffrey was yelling, and at one point, Jeffrey's yelling at Victoria, like, don't shoot me, don't kill me, and Nathaniel is saying, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, to Victoria, which is why she shot him, to shut them both up. Yeah. I think what had happened and why Nathaniel changed his mind is that Jeffrey is saying there's only a grand in the safe that Jeffrey actually told them how much was in the safe at the popcorn place. Like, we're going to go there and you guys are going to be really upset because this money you think I'm keeping in the safe is not there.
0: But then they have him a gun and a knife to him. They could have just said, well, then let's go back to the house. Where do you keep your money? Let's go to the bank. You can get out more money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Logically, yes.
0: While you have him alive, you have access to get a lot more money. But if you kill him, you have access to none of that money. Nate, dog, what are you doing?
1: Especially because Crystal doesn't want you taking the money. Crystal doesn't want the sisters taking the money. The only way you're getting money is Jeffrey. Uh Uh-huh. Because
0: Crystal doesn't want to give you money. And she's going to inherit it all. And he would have given it to them on the sly, probably. He probably would have kept giving them money and just not told his wife.
1: He was. They said in the episode that he kept giving Victoria money, even though the wife said stop.
0: Yeah. No reason to kill him.
1: He was still paying Victoria's rent and buying her clothes and stuff.
0: Yeah. No reason to kill him. Ridiculous. But then, then we get an OMG moment. And this was quite an OMG moment, I have to say. Vicky tells the police that she has been having an affair with her brother-in-law, Jeffrey, since she was 15. OMG. Wow. I was so shocked. Wow. So then you kind of go back to this. They keep flashing back to the scene where they're playing cards and they're all partying and dancing around. And he picks up Victoria and spins her around with his hands on her butt. Like he he grabs her under the butt to spin her around and you're thinking, I should have seen this coming. Why did I not see this coming? Also, why wasn't the wife more suspicious?
1: I think she, she was.
0: I think she probably was, but didn't want to admit it to herself. Because Jeffrey had known her sister since she was 15. Oof. how old is she now? She's in college. So she's 20 something, early 20s. 19? Maybe. So,
1: Ooh. yeah, it's really
0: bad. It's horrible. So even at Jeffrey's daughter. So then this is the person that I thought was Jeffrey's daughter. Maybe is Crystal's daughter says it makes sense why she committed the crime. Like it kind of makes sense why Vicky did that. And then Crystal, the real wife, says she feels betrayed. But then she says you it makes you wonder if people are just using you for what you have, which kind of made me think, is she mad at Crystal Or is she mad at Jeffrey? I hope she... I guess she can be mad at both of them. I'm pretty
1: sure she's mad at both. I'm pretty sure this would do a number on you.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then we see the centipede crawling around again. Now, Vicky's defense says she's traumatized from both Jeffrey and Nathaniel because both used her and she's an actual victim. But the prosecutor says she could have not shot him. She could have thrown the gun out the car. She chose to shoot him. And both she and Nathaniel get three life sentences, one for kidnapping, one for robbery, and one for murder. I was shocked. Since when is robbery a life sentence? This is insane.
1: Armed robbery.
0: Still a life sentence? It's totally not. We've seen, I see it on Life After Lockup all the time, people getting out. Someone just sent me an article about a kid, not a kid, 20-something-year-old who kills his dad because his dad owed him some money. He spent five years in jail. Five years. Florida? That's fair. This is Florida. Yeah. I guess Florida loves the death penalty, but they had no problem with Casey Anthony. What's going on in Florida? Tampa. Best place to raise a family. I'm just kidding, <laughs> guys. I'm going to get so much hate from Tampa. We don't people. know.
1: We honestly don't know. We don't know about Tampa. We we know nothing.
0: We don't know, you guys. So... Now Jeffrey's daughter says they all deserved life sentences. So at first I thought she was not really blaming Victoria because of what she'd been through. But then now it does seem like she does blame Victoria, which is fine. I'm not going to say what her emotions should be about the situation. Terry is not charged with anything because they have no proof what? that she held the knife or was involved, even though both of the killers independently said she was involved. Right? I don't understand.
1: Yeah. I don't either. How is she charged with absolutely nothing? She should be charged with accessory.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She gets to go, though. Jeffrey's daughter, or Crystal's daughter, apologies, don't know whose daughter she is, is mad at Jeffrey for having an affair with his sister-in-law. Let's be really clear, though. It's not an affair. She was 15 years old. That's not an affair. The reporter... Says, here's a case where the biggest winner became the biggest loser. And Jillian Michaels popped out and did some squats. And everyone got in a big scale.
1: And then all the dominoes fell. (laughs) No, that didn't happen.
0: Jeffrey's fortune is left to Crystal. Good. We liked Crystal. She wasn't involved. She wasn't, but I do kind of hope she got together with Ryan. He's super cute. And a hard worker. He works 18 jobs. That's not real. I guess that's not real. And Ryan didn't give
1: her the jewelry. Remember, he just gave Jeffrey the jewelry. She didn't ask for jewelry. Jeffrey puts a bunch of jewelry on her at the beginning.
0: Well, because Jeffrey probably snapped his fingers and said, Ryan, my boy, like how people call servants in the movies. Ryan, my boy.
1: Okay, like Downton Abbey. Yes.
0: Yeah. Fetch me a brandy and my box of jewels. Yes, Mr. Dampier.
1: Dampier. Dampier.
0: And then as he's puffing a cigar, he picks out the jewelry. Crystal, my darling, these would look wonderful on you. Let me adorn them around your clavicle. And then puts them on her neck.
1: I see. Why don't we wear the rubies tonight? (laughs) Okay, excellent.
0: (laughs) So Jeffrey's fortune is spread to Crystal. And she spreads it around the family, which is very nice. She could have kept that. Very nice. She gave it to a lot of his family members. So I thought that was really generous. That's nice. The popcorn shop is sold. Bummer.
1: Well, yeah, there's, it didn't have anything in
0: it. <laughs> it didn't have popcorn in it. It had like... Seven bowls. A spread for a one-day afternoon party. Like, not even a big party. A
1: party for five people. They didn't have money. They can't do... They can't, like, make a popcorn. They can't make a gourmet popcorn shop.
0: I know, but they made the flower shop. They made the candy shop or the bakery. Flower shop
1: was definitely already a flower. Like these were already preset places. Uh, Where are you going to go to get a gourmet popcorn shop?
0: I, I. It's a great point.
1: You know, they were spray painting regular microwave popcorn. (laughs) You know that was happening. Okay. Just making sure.
0: (laughs) Makes me sad because I would have tried to eat it if I was on set and I would have been very disappointed
1: oh, if I had seen blue popcorn, I would have been like, oh my gosh, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. And I would have been upset.
0: They had blue popcorn. Yeah. So Crystal sells the home. We learn, but she remains close by. I don't know why Brenda felt the need to point that out.
1: It's like they were filling time, just filling time at the end.
0: She sells the home, but remains close by. And then we see as she's trailing off, remains close by. We see over that someone's eyes, a woman's eyes in the rear view mirror of the car. Yes. With the money signs. So you think that's Crystal because she just said she sold the home, but she remains close by. But then you pan to the back seat and you Jeffrey's body is there. I know. Are they trying to imply that Crystal did it?
1: Maybe. What? At least Terry It could be Terry's eyes. They might be trying to imply that someone here got off scot-free when the dominoes fell. Something.
0: But why did they put it right as Brenda is saying, but remains close by, about Crystal? And it is overlapping. I went back. It literally is overlapping that shot, and she remains close by.
1: Was that shade? What I need to know is what the 7-Eleven means, please.
0: Okay, so wait, let me finish. So Brenda says the rest of us can quietly reflect on a couple of familiar sayings. Be careful what you wish for and money can't buy happiness. And we see the centipede- We do. Crawling up the side of the house, which we almost never close on- Never. The creature.
1: But we've already seen that shot.
0: Yeah, oh, it's for sure the same shot. Okay. They only had one centipede. and He was tired. His name is Alexander.
1: But it lets me know that they can incorporate a a shot again later in the episode, which is frustrating that we don't get this more often of the animal at the very end. Right. Because it's not like you needed a new shot for that. They just recycled one from earlier in the episode, which we can do in other episodes, but we're
0: not doing it. Great point. Great point. But at least can we appreciate her dialogue made sense. Be careful what you wish for. And money can't buy happiness.
1: Yeah, it just wasn't particularly. I'm going to decline to state.
0: Again, could apply to a lot of blood relatives about wealthy families.
1: It was fun. Correct. What did the 7-Eleven mean?
0: So I was taking some screenshots of all the 7-Elevens I found in preparation for my post, which I usually do the day before, but I'm doing it way early. And I happened to take a screenshot of the Jeffrey holding the $20 million giant mock check, the date on the check is 7-11-1996. So is that just a reference to the 7-11? Okay, so I assumed, I'll t- why. the second time we saw 7-11, should I tell you what I thought or are you going to tell me what you thought?
1: Yes, I didn't notice it. So, I noticed that they kept showing the numbers. I thought it was like had something to do with the house.
0: So, the second time I saw it, I first saw the earrings. I thought, why would you have fancy silver earrings that say 7 Eleven? Then, the next time I saw 7 Eleven was maybe on the car or I don't remember the street signs or something. And I thought, he bought the winning lotto ticket at 7 Eleven. That's why he's wrapped his whole personality around this 7 Eleven thing. Okay. So, I was very proud of myself. But then, at the end, when I was doing those screen grabs, I see the check, 7-Eleven. Is it all because he... But it, he didn't just buy a house on 7th and 11th on purpose. Did he buy a house with the address? No. I don't think that was the real numbers of his house or the real street addresses.
1: No. That was, that was a blood relatives thing. Yeah.
0: I think the show was doing that because he bought the ticket at 7-Eleven because they think 7 and 11 are lucky numbers if you're playing craps question mark
1: no like seven seven is definitely a lucky number i think
0: seven is definitely a lucky number
1: and i think 11 might be too Uh, 11 is a lot of people's number
0: but then the date so we would have to google to see if he actually won the lottery on that date i highly doubt it i now that i'm thinking about it i'm thinking that was more of the show just putting in this seven eleven imagery and so they put that date. Not that he was obsessed with the date because that was the date he got the money.
1: I'm sorry. But so they think that when you're watching this episode, when you're seeing that scene with him with the giant check, you're not going to be focused on him smiling. You're not going to be focused on the 20 million. Right. You're going to zoom in on the date and be like, oh,
0: how interesting. Right. I. That's what I'm saying. I only caught it by coincidence because I happened to do the screen grabs today before we recorded, which I have not done ever. So you so I think they're thinking they're trying to say 711 are lucky numbers or my theory it's because he bought the winning lottery ticket at 711.
1: They're doing it based on the lucky numbers are 7 and 11.
0: Not my he bought the ticket at 711 theory.
1: Let's pretend like maybe it could be but I think more than likely it's because lucky numbers. But honestly, I think lucky numbers are 7 and 13. 11 is strange.
0: 11, I don't know. I don't play Vegas games or anything. Vegas games. I mean like gambling games.
1: I don't play those Vegas games.
0: Yeah. Like 21 would be a lucky number. Yeah. In blackjack. I don't know. I think it
1: might be a combo of all of it.
0: Someone thought they were lucky numbers. They were an intern for the writer's room's lucky numbers. And they got put in there somehow. And then it became a whole thing. But they had to buy 7-Eleven
1: earrings. I mean, they had to, like, there's so much. They had to buy house numbers that were 7s and 11s. Like, they had to put in a lot of effort for something that they didn't explain to us. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like they want us to figure it out. I just, oh, blood relatives. You get me.
0: It's Chad. They kill me. He does want us to figure it out. We're coming for you, Chad. I think they want us to stop. (laughs) This was in season two, though. They didn't even know who we are then. They didn't think anyone were watching at this point. No,
1: they want us to be frazzled. This is like a slow dismantling of your psyche.
0: Congratulations. We are frazzled. Frazzled achieved. I am for sure frazzled. And the dominoes fell. So thank you, everybody. Be
1: your own 7 and 11. (laughs) Seriously. Ridiculous.
0: Bye, everybody. Till next time. And I do need to discuss a gentleman at the very beginning. So in the later episodes of the season that we had covered, we've covered most of like the later ones, the opening shot of that model family with the blood dripping down, it's always the two daughters and the one son, right? So then I went back to the first season and it's the two daughters, I'm sorry, one daughter and one son that's very preppy looking and rich because they're supposed to be a really rich family and this other son who's very scruffy and does not look rich and does not really fit in with the family and he has a close up shot in the first season. Now we're in season 2, that scruffy son is still there along with the really rich looking preppy son, but his close up is gone. So now he's only in the wide shot, which as an actor you think you've gotten this gig on ID network as a model In their opening credits shot Mm -hmm. and you had a close up and your close up was taken away. And then the next season, you're completely gone and replaced with a girl. It's not great. I feel bad for him. He's like the fifth Beatle.
1: By the way, we are talking about the very opening credits of Blood Relatives, the series. Yeah. Why? The problem is that the opening credits did not change enough to warrant like, oh, they completely revamped it.
0: And the family has not changed enough, except this one guy has been switched with a rich looking daughter. So now they have two rich looking daughters, a rich looking son, very rich looking parents. They look like they should be on Dynasty or something. This one son never fit in, yet they kept him around for two seasons, even though they took away his close up. And now he's replaced. It's if you're around, young man, will you reach out to us? I want to know your thoughts.
1: Lawsuit? Maybe. D- did he try to sue? If you're in the opening credits of a show, are you paid residuals every time that show airs?
0: That's a great question. I would guess no.
1: Me neither. I would think it would be a flat fee one
0: time. Because you're like an extra. Yeah. So I would guess you get just standard day rates, like an extra would.
1: One time flat fee.
0: Yeah. You didn't have any lines. So poor guy. You're out there. Yeah.